Hello, everyone. This is the JML for Real podcast. Yes, that is right. It is the JML for Real podcast. And this is your host, JML. How's it going tonight, everyone? And tonight I will be joined by the one, the only, the master of black, Mr. David Black. Say hello to everyone. Cricket, cricket. I have fans. <laughs> what's up buddy thanks for having me back on the show oh it is so much fun having you on the show it's a lot of fun being on the show with you man we have a blast it, we, we really do we're gonna have a lot of fun and uh he's also going to be joining me to, to to recap some games during the season too hopefully so yeah, um, yeah right all right okay cool 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we haven't officially had the conversation yet, but um, how many times did I say cool there? Cool, 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 cool. I pulled a Brooklyn rather than a, uh, than a community. All right. <laughs> well, you, you know how, uh, man, this shows how little I know about the, it, it's Brooklyn. Brooklyn nine nine. Nine. Oh, nine, nine. Yeah. I love that show. And he show. says cool five times, and Abed <laughs> community says cool three times. So I always have to double check to make sure which which one I said. And a lot of times I find out I say four right in the middle of two of them. Therefore, I am my own character. There you go. See? You're an original and unique creation. Yes. Not yes. a copyright infringement at all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you could copyright saying cool any amount of times in a row. But I guess why we're talking about originally, I guess we're why we're talking about originally unique uh, creations. Uh, yeah, join the JML for Real community. Uh, everything will be listed in the show notes, and uh, join us on Facebook. Participate in uh, all that we have going on there. Check out everything: uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, the articles from Golden Sports. Big shout out to them for allowing me to write for them, and uh, big shout out to Anchor for hosting this podcast. So yeah. Um, all that will be in the show notes too. So you don't have to, uh, you don't have to remember that you don't, you didn't have to hear everything I just said right now, but, uh, just, just check everything at the end. All right. But, uh, we should probably get on to talking to them about, uh, what state shows tonight's show going to be about, right? That's right. Okay. Uh, what is tonight's show going to be about? Uh, for some reason I misplaced my notes. Uh, tonight's show, we're ranking our uh, our favorite quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends um, with their importance to their team. Uh, so, like, uh, you know, if this player goes down, you know, is it just the next man up or is it a real significant loss for that team? And then we're also talking about uh, duos that we like, uh, quarterback to wide receiver or quarterback to tight end. And we're also talking about duos or trios that we like of offensive units. Um, or, or sets of offensive weapons, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, so. we kind of uh, we kind of went separate ways when it came to that one. So we'll go separate ways <laughs> when it comes to this time. This, so, yeah, this is a uh, an offensive show. This is not a fantasy show. I'm telling you that right now. We are not yep. we are not ranking them for fantasy football relevance. We are not ranking them based off of how talented they are. We are ranking these guys based off of how important they are to their teams for quarterbacks, Correct. running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. And then we're ranking how good they're going to be for uh, for the for the quarterback receiver duos and for the offensive weapons. So 
But I want to make this clear. This show is not offering fantasy advice. As a matter of fact, if you take these rankings as your fan, as, as the rankings for your fantasy draft, uh, you are not going to do as well as other people because once again, it's by their, it's, it's listed as importance to their team. So please forgive me when we get to wide receiver and I don't have Devontae Adams as number one. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, uh, I mean, I guess that segues very nicely. I know quarterbacks come up first, but, uh, you know, we're, we, uh, we're, we're talking, um, uh, I mentioned uh, not having Devontae Adams at one. So I will start off with my number one receiver and then I'll pass it over to you. Sure. Uh, most important the receiver to their team, in my opinion, is DK Metcalf. Honestly, if DK Metcalf were to go down week one of the season, I think this Seahawks offense falls apart. And I get it. Russell Wilson is still there. And plenty of people still believe in Tyler Lockett. I, I don't think Tyler Lockett gives consistently every single week any uh, anymore. And if that's the case, I, like, yeah, if that's the case, I'm not sure that you're going to win with Carson being the the main star of the offense. So that's why I put DK Metcalf as the most important wide receiver to their team. What about you, Dave? Um, yeah, I know it's not fancy rankings and it has nothing to do with that at all. But I, I just how do you not put Devontae Adams? I mean, as number one, I mean, the dude is consistently now for. Well, how do you not put Devontae Adams? You you don't put him because you think Aaron Rodgers could be able to find a way to win with anyone, right? You know what? I, you'd think so. I don't think he can. I mean, oh, okay. He hasn't had a. Here's the reason: he hasn't had a consistent number two since Randall Cobb was there, and every single year since Randall Randall Cobb left and Jordan Nelson retired, it's been Devontae Adams and then question mark. It's been Marquez Valdez Scantling, question mark. It's been Alan Lazard, question mark. It's been, you know what I mean? He hasn't had a consistent number two. And in every draft since he's only had Devontae Adams, really, you know, it's the the consensus has been, you know, Green Bay needs to take a wide receiver. They need somebody other than Devontae Adams from the throw the ball to, and they keep not doing it. So with no Devontae Adams there, you know, I don't know that Rodgers has enough faith or trust in those other guys, in those Marquez Valdez-Scantlings, in those Alan Lazards, that to be able to, you know, offset what uh, Devontae Adams uh, really does on the field. I mean, know? one of the tiebreakers for me between the two of them was uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers still has Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and I like that more than having uh, uh, Chris Carson and, and whoever uh, backing yeah. him up at this point. Um, but you know what? A.J. Dillon is, I mean, we don't know what he's going to be. Uh, we, you know, it's still Aaron Jones. So it's really, you know, A.J. Dillon's his backup. So it's really just, you know, Rodgers and then, and then Aaron Jones, you know. Well, he, I mean, and for what it's worth, we're just nitpicking at this point anyway, because I'm sure you have Metcalf coming up pretty soon. And yes. I have, I have, you know, Devontae Adams as my number two. Exactly. Uh, okay. All right. So why do you have him number two then? I explained. Yeah. Not even like, but why, why do you think he's so vital to the team? I mean, if, for, for everything you just said, you know, the truth is they don't, uh, they don't have a, they probably don't have a wide receiver, a one or two, if Devontae Adams goes down. 
Correct. So Aaron Rodgers is making it happen because he's Aaron Rodgers. And one could argue that the Russell Wilson will make it happen because he's Russell Wilson. Uh, and Russell Wilson would still have Tyler Lockett. But, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, I am I not allowed to just say I think that Aaron Rodgers is better than Russell Wilson? Um, no, you could say it. Okay, then I'm going to say that. I, I'm going to use that as my reason. I think Aaron Rodgers is better than Russell Wilson. And, you know, honestly, uh, <laughs> I, I don't really think you have an argument against me if you disagree. <laughs> I, do, I do not disagree that Aaron Rodgers is better than Russell Wilson. I so do. who's your I do. number two? Uh, my number two, I have Mr. D. Hop, um, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, my reasoning for this is look at, yes, it was Kyler Murray's rookie year, but look at what happened with the Cliff Kingsbury offense and Kyler Murray in Kyler Murray's rookie year. Kingsbury comes in, he moves around that offense. He moves around Josh Allen. He takes Kyler Murray and he gets old and he tries to put his implement, his scheme and his fit into the offense. And it had all this hype and all this potential. And what did it do? And it's not, it's not that Kyler Murray is a, is a bad quarterback. He's clearly not. He's clearly an elite-level quarterback. So what's the difference? Well, the difference is he needed somebody like DeAndre Hopkins. So um, the well, difference can that I DeAndre real quick? brings Could to the, the team. Not be that it was a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback? That, I'm going to say that's going to play a big part of it. I'm not going to say that's the main reason. I'm going to say that he needed that guy. He needed his number one. He needed his stud, you know. Uh, and I think that DeAndre Hopkins is a big part of why that team is not last place in its division anymore when it was last place with everything else in place. Okay, well, I'm going to get to Hopkins at some point. Uh, for, for me, the, the number three wide receiver, uh, most third most important wide receiver to their franchise is Stefan Diggs with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you could very easily make an argument for number one here. Um, the you really can. The reason why I don't make an argument for number one here is because we I've we've all seen Stefan Diggs. You know that was a career year for him last year. We've all seen Stefan Diggs have much worse performances than the performance he had last year. Yep. Um, so we haven't seen. Devonte, so as my number three, he's behind Metcalf and Devonte Adams. We haven't seen Devonte Adams or DK Metcalf have a season as poor as the seasons that we've seen Stefan Diggs have. So I bumped him to third purely on the chance that maybe it was an anomaly. Do I believe it was an anomaly? No. Yes, I, I have mentioned that I think there will be some regression from a career year, but I. I by all means, I mean, I put him number three as the third most important receiver to our franchise. I'm just a little cautious because it's not what we've seen from Diggs throughout his whole career. Okay, that's fair. Uh, my, number, my number three is also Stefan Diggs. Um, I'm going to say a little bit different than you, though. Um, okay. I, I do believe in Stefan Diggs uh, to the point that he did almost wind up as my number one. I just couldn't put him above uh what i think happens to the packers without adams and what happens to the cardinals without d-hop but Diggs is right there i mean imagine the buffalo bills minus a stuff on Diggs. you know 
who's Josh Allen's WR1? Uh, Cole Beasley? Uh, no, thank you. That's not happening. I like Gabriel uh, Davis, though, to be fair. Gabriel Davis is a WR3 at best. At best. You know what I mean? He, you, you can't sit here and say Gabriel Davis. Still better is, than what the Packers are putting out. Yeah, but you can't say he's going to – you can't sit there and say that Gabriel Davis is going to replace Diggs if Diggs gets hurt. Like, that no, just, he won't replace him. Exactly. Like, like, that team minus Diggs, like, it's going to look a lot different. Can they still do some damage and win? Yeah, they can do it on the, on the back and the legs of Josh Allen, you know. But it's going to be a lot harder, and it's going to look a lot different. And Josh Allen's going to pay for it physically, you know. But that's why I have them at three, not number one or two, because of the talent of Josh Allen around him. And again, not that I think he's better than Rodgers, or that I even think he's better than. Uh, well, actually, I do think he might be better than Kyler Murray, but I don't think he's better than Rodgers. You know, but I just uh, Josh Allen's ability to win on that team because he can run and he's more mobile. I feel like they might still do somewhat okay. Yeah, I, I feel Josh Allen might be able to overcome it a little better than uh, Rodgers or Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So moving right along, uh, the fourth one is is an interesting one for me uh, because I'm picking a wide receiver from a bad team that I don't have expectations from any with or without the wide receiver. So you wonder why I'm picking Calvin Ridley as my number four. Oh, nice pick. If Calvin Ridley isn't there, Kyle Pitts' development gets stunted this season. So they don't lose one weapon. They lose two weapons. And that's why I have Calvin Ridley so high. Because it hurts them both present and future if he goes down. That's all I'm saying. Not to mention, you know, how can you replace those targets, those yards? Like, you know, Calvin Ridley is going to have a monster season this year. Uh, There is no, there is no replacing it. There is no replacement. What Kyle Pitts can be with Calvin Ridley there. And uh, yeah. Um, And, you know, the truth is the Falcons are watchable this year. The Falcons are going to play some fun, entertaining games. They're not going to win a whole ton. But if they don't have Calvin Ridley, <laughs> this, this yeah. game will be unwatchable. So I have Calvin Ridley here in the number four spot as well. Uh, and again, for a slightly different reason, but also slightly the same. I feel that uh, without Calvin Ridley there, the number one wide receiver target, the number one target for Matt Ryan without Calvin Ridley will be the defensive line of the other team. That's <laughs> That will be the number one target for Matt Ryan. No, I think it's, it will be the defensive backfield, not the defensive line. Uh, you know what? My apologies. My apologies to the defensive backfield of ever, of all their opponents. Uh, I, I did not mean to, den- to den- denigrate you, sir. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's uh, that's that. This is that's that. <laughs> that without, without Calvin Ridley, that offense, which is not great to begin with, will just look putrid. Well, I think that offense is going to put up numbers, but I, I don't know about that. Oh, the, 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 listen, it's definitely going to be numbers, you know, you know, numbers, <laughs> receptions, not numbers, but also, <laughs> I mean, w- why would you say otherwise? So that, I mean, it's not like that offense didn't put up numbers last year. It's just, they always lost games in the fourth quarter last year. Yeah, true. 
I don't know. I feel like Matt Ryan is he's so weird. Matty Ice is like he's either like you don't know what you what season you're gonna get from him. He's got his season where he performs and then the season where he like, yeah, I'm gonna take the season off. You know what I mean? I, I just don't know what you're gonna you never know what you're gonna get with Matt Ryan. Yeah, but you're gonna get points either way. It's just it's the question is if he's gonna cost you the game also. Yeah. So uh, moving right along. Um this is where the list became a little more difficult for me, and I and I had to do closer comparisons. But uh, um, I think the Washington football team is gets hurt a lot by if they were to lose Terry McLaurin. So Terry McLaurin is my number five. Um, this allows eight man boxes for San Antonio Gibson. I'm not confident in Gibson overcoming an eight man box. Um, this is also going to make Fitzmagic force more plays because he's not going to stop shucking it downfield just because Terry McLaurin's gone. So now there's going to be more turnovers. It, you could, it's very easy to imagine Fitzmagic's turnover total going up by 10 without Terry McLaurin there. And it's yeah. also very easy to imagine Antonio Gibson's total yards going down by four to 500 without Terry McLaurin there. Yeah, I could see it. So that's why I have McLaurin there. All right. Uh, at number five, I have Monsieur McCaff, Mr. DK McCaff. Oh, I was wondering when you were getting to him. Yep. Yeah. This is where I had him ranked. Um, the reason I had him ranked. So not that this is low, but ranked number five and you had him ranked number one was I do have more faith in Russell Wilson, not, again, being a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers, but I have more faith in him, like Josh Allen, being able to pull games out, you utilizing different weapons. And I'm guessing you also have more faith in Tyler Lockett and Chris Carson than I do. I do, um, especially if Chris Carson can actually stay healthy for once. If the dude can actually stay healthy – like the, he could, he could but we don't know if Carson's going to stay healthy. That's the problem. I know. I know. I'm just going based on the assumption that he will stay healthy because, you know, you don't want to predict an injury. You know I, mean, I mean, it's a dangerous game. And the very nature of what we're doing is predicting injuries for all these guys right now. Right. True. But if you look at, you can't look at it like from a head coaching perspective and like go into the season and go, all right, so I'm the coach of the Seattle Seahawks. So when Chris does go down, what am I going to do? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's, I'm, I'm trying to look at it that way. I get it. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, between that and his ability to run uh, Russell Wilson, I mean, you know, he's got Lockett, he's got Carson, you know, they do have a tight end there. I don't remember who, but they do have a tight end there. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, that's why, you know, that's again, that's why I had Rod um, Devontae Adams. As oh, they have and, a former Rams tight end. Uh, no, not Higby. Uh, Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Thank you, brother. So, so yeah, I mean, they do have some people that they can throw to, uh, and they do, and you know, and you do have, you know, Tyler Lockett who can still stretch the field a little bit. So uh, it'll keep them from stacking the box and uh, just teeing up on Chris Carson. You know, are they hurt losing Metcalf? Absolutely. You know, are they dead in the water? I don't think they're dead in the water. And that's why I have Metcalf five. Okay. Um, so with the wide receivers, we're going to go up to number 10. 
because, you know, the truth is uh, wide receiver is the most important, well, minus quarterback, but, you know, we're not going to go 10 quarterbacks because 10 quarterbacks, it's going to get very redundant very quickly. Not that it won't get redundant now, but, uh, you know, with, with other lists, but uh, we're going 10 wide receivers because most teams use three at this point. So, uh, so we, you know, we, we obviously have a player pool of 96 to pull from. It's a very important receipt position for the offense. Every other position, we're going to be doing five, though. So moving right along to number six, um, I put I put Allen Robinson. Um, and I get it. Allen Robinson isn't um, – well, okay, no disrespect to Allen Robinson because he's still an amazing receiving talent, but he's not as amazing as the – as at least four of the five that I put ahead of him and probably all five that I put ahead of him so far. And there's definitely receivers after him that are better than him on my list. But with that said, if Allen Robinson were to go out for any amount of time this season with, uh, with the jobs on the line already for the, the GM and the head coach, um, I'm not sure, like, I don't think Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet are enough to prevent an eight-man box. So for someone who has high hopes for David Montgomery, now I'm not 100% sure what David Montgomery would do with an eight-man box. Like I feel more comfortable in saying that Gibson. Fall down. Seven. What was that? Fall down. That's what he would do with an eight-man box. <laughs> but I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying Montgomery is not the type of player who deserves an eight-man box. And as long as Robinson's there, um, as long as Robinson's there, he's not going to be getting it. And then yeah. when you already consider that the quarterback situation with Andy Dalton isn't ideal to begin with, and if they do the right thing and they start Justin Fields at some point in time this year, and yes, I'll re reiterate again, that would be doing the right thing. I can't imagine it's good for a rookie quarterback to lose their top wide receiver, right? Yeah, no, these, these, these things are not good things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just because of the overall circumstance, that's why a Rob is my number six. So I, my number six, I have uh, Mr. Ter terrible Terry McLaurin. And I don't know why I started calling him terrible Terry. Um, I, it's a sign of respect. Because I don't he's know. amazing. Why would you call him terrible? Well, you know what it is? I just, he's not terrible, like, like terrible, like, oh, he sucks. He's terrible, like, like terrible Terry Tate. You know what I mean? Like, just like, res like, just mad respect. Okay. You know what I mean? So That's why I started. Josh, I'll allow it. <laughs> so. But yeah, that's why I started calling. By the way, Josh, movie. if you're listening, like you'll allow it. It's my show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John's like, this is my house. Get out of my house. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, no. Everything you were saying before, like um, you know what Terry McLaurin does to that offense, you know, with his presence there, as opposed to what what it looks like without. You know, can Fitzmagic get it done without terrible Terry? Yeah. Is it gonna be is it gonna be pretty? No. Are the interception is so gonna go. Do you think that Fitzmagic can get it done without terrible Terry? You don't think that his turnover total is just gonna skyrocket? Oh no, it absolutely will skyrocket. Okay. Let's <laughs> I'm let's about to say. Here. The you know, 
what's the expectation for the Washington football team at this point? It, it's not Super Bowl. I, I think the I think the outcome for them doesn't change. Well, I mean, the the expectation uh, is solely dependent on Chase Young and company at that point in time. Yeah, like they they have to start winning games ten three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, which they can yeah. do. No disrespect to them whatsoever. Like they, they yeah, can no. win games ten three. I'm pretty. I I I'd feel pretty comfortable saying it, but. Isn't it yeah. just easier to win games, you know, 20 to three instead? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and that's why Terry McLaurin makes the list, you know. I'm just saying, do you know, and listen, I'm a Giants fan, so this this literally is like a knife in my, in my thigh as I say this. I fully expect the Washington football team to win the NFC East. Oh, dude, you have yeah. such a huge – you have such a huge man crush on – on Terry McLaurin. I don't even want to hear that it's a knife in your thigh. You like <laughs> Terry McLaurin more than any wide receiver on the Giants. Uh, yes. Also, yes. Um, and that's, that's not like as in acknowledge your talent. That's like as in are a fan of. Um, I don't know. I do. I, I am kind of a Galladay fan. If he could stay healthy, I think, you know, the comparisons to him and Megatron. And when he you, was, no, you, you you're a bigger Terry McLaurin fan, and you know it. Yeah, I know. I I, I, I play in fantasy football leagues with you. You can't hide it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I disgust myself too. <laughs> so, but you know, uh, that was that's why I have him ranked. Um, a I mean, we already have one fake Giants fan that does the shows with us. Maybe you can join him. You got it. You have a few good things to say about the Cowboys while you're at it. <laughs> no. Good. We'll get to that. <laughs> so, all right, moving right I along. Just, no, I just no, no. I feel like the Washington football team can still win the NFC East without ter- without Terry. I just think they just look terrible doing it. That's all. Yeah, I mean, everyone who I have on the list after this point, I think they can still their teams can still do something without them. Like my number seven is Justin Jefferson. Like I, I'm. <sighs> And honestly, I, I feel like maybe – no, my number seven is not Justin Jefferson anymore. My number seven is DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> Whoa, changes. Whoa, changes. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, you know, the reason why I had DeAndre Hopkins lower is because the overall weapon set for the Arizona Cardinals is deep. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's A.J. Green. No, there. I mean, there's more than AJ Green. There, there's AJ Green. There's Rondell Moore. There's Christian Kirk. There's uh, uh, the different spelling for Keyshawn Johnson. These, these are all guys who, on a, on a different team, might actually get a chance to start. You know, it's a third wide receiver. Oh my God, I love that. The different the the Keyshawn Johnson. That's not Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still Keyshawn Johnson. It's just, it's like spelt with it. Uh, uh, it's spelt like, uh, you know, K E Sean or something like that, but Sean with an E A N. Oh, God. I mean, you know who I'm talking about. I mean, the real Keyshawn Johnson spells his name K E Y S H A W N. I know. It's great. The the pseudo the half a Johnson Keyshawn Johnson <laughs> half Johnson. <laughs> uh, oh 
Oh, that's funny. So, uh, you know, with that, with that said, though, th- there is no wide receiver one if D Hop goes down. Um, no, there's the, no one to they're, they're still going to scrape together. They're still going to, they're, they're still going to win games. Uh, but th- those games are going to be much more difficult to win, and those game and that defense will have to step up a little more. Yeah. So, but uh, you know that there's no replacing the targets. There's no replacing the yards. There's no re- there's no replacing any of what DeAndre Hopkins does. There's no replacing uh, you know. The truth is, we're talking about all these guys like they, like they definitely make difference in games. I mean, we, we, we saw DeAndre Hopkins rob the Buffalo Bills of a win on a last-second miracle last season. So yeah. we know firsthand that there is nobody else on the Cardinals making that catch. <laughs> no, not even close. Um, so, so, yeah, no, we, we're not going to get that. We're, we're going to – and, you know – NFL fans as a whole are just going to lose, uh, are just going to lose uh, maybe a maybe ten percent of the highlight reel if he goes down too. So, <laughs> well, not also ten. that yeah, ESPN's going to have to go back to showing uh, clips from non-football things. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> All right, but uh, who you got at number seven? So, picture the Los Angeles Chargers. And picture Justin Herbert coming onto the field. Who's his number one target with no Keenan Allen there? It's Austin Eckler. <laughs> his number Who one target. His number one target with Keenan Allen there is Austin Eckler. Yeah, but imagine him trying to get. Imagine them stacking the box nine deep because there's no Keenan Allen. Okay, I was about to say, if you're going to say eight man right now, I'm still going to believe in Austin Eckler. If you're telling me nine, um, I mean, I I <laughs> still like Mike Williams. I, I Palmer was completely off my radar this preseason, so I'm guessing that's not a good thing. Um, yeah. Like I said, do I? Yeah. that's why I have him ranked where I have him. Do I yeah. think – the Chargers have some talent on both sides of the ball without Keenan Allen there. Yeah. Has, has Keenan Allen historically had some injury issues? Yeah. And that's a concern, but I feel like what he brings to that team just in being like a reception monster himself, just by himself. He, the might, dude's be the, he might be monster. the best receiver at moving the chains in the league. Yep. And that, and especially for a second year quarterback, you know, um, like I said, imagine poor Justin Herbert taking that field without him. Yeah. No, Keenan Keenan Allen is. Uh, I mean, like Keenan Allen is is my number eight also. So it's not like, uh, you know, uh, you have him at seven, I have him at eight now. Um, yep. But it's you know, th- there's a reason we put him here. It, it's it, it's not a good look for the Chargers offense, and uh, you know, I, I have high hopes for the Chargers this season. I have them going to the playoffs. I think a lot of people have them claiming one like that, you know, uh, six or seven spot, may, maybe even the fifth spot in the playoffs. No one has them beaten the Chiefs except for uh, except for our, our wonderful friend Josh. Um, <laughs> but uh, and by the way, I'll allow that. <laughs> Aha! Uh, Josh. Wow, we're we're having some fun with Josh tonight. I really hope he. Uh, he, he he calls it out on the next time I'll show with him. So, 
Um, I love this at this point. The show was live, and he called in right now. That would be fantastic. Oh, that would be so amazing if this was a live show and he called in right now. For one, he would be up like seven hours past his bedtime. <laughs> oh no, my bad. Only five hours past his bedtime. But <laughs> oh, I thought he still went to bed like uh, like most toddlers do at seven p.m. Oh. <laughs> oh, we are having fun. Yeah, I'm definitely going to hear about this the next time we do a show together. So <laughs> he, he'll be cooking hey, up Josh, some sweet revenge. Listen. Josh, if you're listening to this, love you. <laughs> What's love got <laughs> to do with it, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay, no so, uh, so Keaton Allen, bad. If, <laughs> if the Chargers lose him, I, move on to your number eight. Okay, my number eight is, um, you already covered him, but I, I just want to touch base on him. He's my number eight. I think one of the consistently underrated um, wide receivers in the league, Mr. A-Rob, Allen Robinson. Oh, awesome. I, I thought that one was a little more dark horse for me. No, see, I actually love Allen Robinson. I think the poor guy just has the misfortune of playing on terrible teams his entire career. More or I less think than Terry McLaurin. What? More or less than Terry McLaurin. How much do you love him? Uh, probably less than Terry McLaurin. Okay, that, that's fair. As long as you're being consistent. Just to give you an idea um, how much I love Terry McLaurin, uh, just to sidetrack here for a minute. My fantasy football he league... He has a whole room in his house devoted to him. Yeah, there's a shrine. No, I'm kidding. No <laughs> lockets of hair here. Um, in my fantasy football yeah. draft last weekend, I had a game plan. I had a set game plan, set game plan, and that was it. I was going running back, wide receiver, running back. That's it, done. And Terry McLaurin was there, and I said, I took my cards, I threw them up the air, and I said, that's that. Then I took Terry McLaurin so fast, my head was spinning. So that's how I feel about that. <laughs> but so, yes, I do love him more than A-Rob. I just, Alan Robinson, ever since he was on Jacksonville, and had that one breakout season that one year, I just – I've always watched him and – You make it sound like he hasn't been good since then. He's, he's been good, he's he's been good been all the way since then. He's been consistent. He's never he's, – he, he, I feel like the dude in his prime had the ability, and maybe still does, but maybe less so now, to be like a Hopkins. You know what I mean? I felt like he could have been a Hopkins if he was on a team with a quarterback – that could be like a Kyler Murray or an Aaron Rodgers. And he just never played with that guy, you know? So he just, you know, well, I feel I like mean, we'll never know. Yeah, exactly. I feel like his talent level was just kind of underutilized and kind of wasted being on the teams he was on. And now he's got Andy Dalton thrown to him. So this is uh, yeah. And then there's that, that said, just like what you said, I feel like that team is bad. You take Allen Robinson away from that team, and they're putrid. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay, so I have officially moved that Justin Jefferson down to a point where I feel comfortable ranking him uh, at number nine. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, it yes, Dalvin. That offense still runs through Dalvin Cook first. Yeah. So, and honestly, I I, I don't know. How high are hopes for Vikings this year? Like, how have you heard anyone talking up the Vikings? No, right? Um, 
I haven't heard anybody talking up the Vikings. I also haven't heard anybody talking down the Vikings either. Um, I don't know. I just. I mean, most people seem to believe that the wild cards, <clears throat> that two of the three wild cards from the NFC are going to come from the West. Yeah. And I don't think the Vikings are the team that anybody's talking about for the seventh spot. Yeah. I, I'm guessing that. Okay, no, I've definitely seen talk about the Saints in that spot. I've seen talks about Dallas and Washington both being playoff teams. Yeah, no, so we're definitely not seeing any Viking talk. Uh, so, so again, I'm, man, I really don't know. I mean, I think Cousins gets beat up. Like, it, it, that line is already shaky enough to begin with. Um, if you only have <clears> – excuse <throat> me. If you only have one wide receiver that you're thrown into after losing Herb Smith, that – you know, losing a Justin Jefferson definitely hurts that team both this year and, and more so long term. Um, maybe I just forced Jefferson onto this list, but – Knowing who my number 10 is, I, I still think the team finds a way to win without him. So, and maybe I could have gotten more creative and did a, I don't know. No. No, yeah. So, yeah, if Justin Jefferson were, were to go down, I think it, uh, the damage it has for the team long-term, I, I, I don't even know about that. Because if he were to go down, he's probably coming back just as strong next season. Yeah. Okay, so I definitely think that the Minnesota Vikings uh, outside chance at playoffs disappear if Justin Jefferson goes down, but I don't have them making the playoffs with him anyway. So All right. I think I'm just saying a name for the sake of saying it because, because he's my he's a wide receiver that I think is going to make the next jump. Like it, it's no secret in this show that I've said that I think he's going to be the number one wide receiver in the league within two years. Um, Justin Jefferson to you is Terry McLaurin to me. We get it. You you have a man crush. It's yeah. cute. It's adorable. So I, I think I'm just forcing a name on for for the sake of that right now, and therefore I probably should have forced them on at number ten rather than number nine. But yeah, yeah, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Hey, I wanted to talk about Justin Jefferson. You weren't going to stop me. <laughs> yeah, it's your show. You'll allow it. <laughs> I mean, I kind of disgust myself because really, I should have come up with something better there. It's okay. I'm changing around my. I'm changing around my number nine right now. Anyway. Oh, you're changing around your number nine right now. Okay. Yeah. So originally, when you and I spoke about this, I had Deontay Johnson there uh, for the Steelers, and then I thought about it. and I'm like, you know what? Big Ben I mean, will just kind of go. Pittsburgh organization next man up, like. When, when exactly. one of these wide receivers gets injured, you're going to find out they have another awesome wide receiver yeah, on their bench. Exactly. He's got Chase Claypool. He's got Juju Smith-Schuster. He's got Najee Harris. They're fine. So that's why yeah. I, I I had told you I was going to go Brandon Cooks instead for the Texans. And I'm going to switch it up one more time instead. And I'm going to go with a dark horse here. I'm going to go Devonta Smith for the Eagles. And here's the reason why. I like um, it. I, right? I like it, too. Um, I was looking at it, and I was like, you know what? I don't love Cooks here. 
I like the impact Devonta Smith makes for the Eagles more theoretically more than I like the impact that Brandon Cooks makes on the Texans. You know, yeah. a healthy a healthy Devonta Smith. Because let's be honest, I do like Jalen Rager. I don't I don't think he's going to be what they think what they hoped he was going to be when they drafted him. Devonta Smith could be, you know, and with the two of them on the field together, you know, particularly, I, I think that that Devonta Smith could make a far greater impact on the Eagles than Brandon Cooks could make on the Texans as far as like win loss record goes, and especially giving that that trophy target to Jalen Hurts, you know, who he could be a running quarterback anyway, but I mean he still has to throw the ball at some point. You might, yeah. might as well have the Heisman Trophy winner to throw the ball to. So I just think that he'll have more of an impact on the win-loss record to the Eagles than like Cooks will have for the Texans or Deontay Johnson will have with the Steelers. Or so I'm switching up and, for the Vikings. Yeah. So I'm switching up and I'm going Devonta Smith, number nine. And I really wish I would have switched it up. Oh well. Right? That's okay. Your show, you'll allow it. <laughs> uh, my my final one and i was putting him in as as a token 10 spot and not not because i wanted to talk about him like justin jefferson um i i believe the chiefs will find a way to win games losing anyone but pat mahomes or travis kelsey but i need to acknowledge tyree kill's level of talent and i yeah. do believe that they are more prone to lose to a team like the same uh, like the Los Angeles Chargers or the Cleveland Browns, if they, you know, a team that can score and has a, uh, and has a strong defense. So they're more likely to lose to a team like that if they don't have Cheetah on the field. Most opponents, you won't, I, honestly, most opponents, I'm not even sure you'll notice the difference. Against, against opponent with a strong defense, that can score points, Tyreek Hill will be sorely missed. Yep. I get it. All right. Um, for my number 10, I have Galvatron, a.k.a. Mini Megatron, a.k.a. Kenny Galladay. Um, and there's one simple reason. Assuming he stays healthy, obviously, Again, you know, you don't want to predict injury. So, assuming he stays the very healthy, nature of what we're doing with this show is, is is saying that if this player isn't around, we think it'll fall apart. Exactly, but that's that's kind of where I'm at, though. Um, I mean, yes, Saquon Barkley went down last year, but the Giants' wide receiver core is there. Was there a single person there that you looked at? And, and you said, wow, that dude makes that team just so much better. No, no, not even one. Oh, Sterling no, 100%. Danny, Danny Dimes can do it all on his own, man. Yeah, clearly. You know, Danny Engram, he's a stud. Daniel Jones hikes the ball to Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones drops back, throws a long bomb pass to Daniel Jones for the touchdown. Daniel Jones runs faster than Lamar Jackson. I, I, yeah, I did see that one though. <laughs> so, but you know, but that's that's my thing, man. Like, you know, take Kenny Galladay off that. I team. hear if we if we say the name one more time, that he's going to show up and start throwing footballs at us. 
the Daniel Jones. They're all gonna miss. Daniel Jones. <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't do it, man. I just can't do it. <laughs> um. Yeah. Beetlejuice, no, I just Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Candyman. 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 <laughs> oh, you. <said> it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, yeah, man. I just, you know what? Like, who's he throwing to? Like. Like Sterling Shepard, like Darius Slayton, like Daniel Jones, I mean, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones. Yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, there, there, being there's a couple passable guys there, but he need he needs an actual NFL ready, <laughs> like like starting wide receiver. This is he really important. Our Giants win total from four to five. Yeah, man, it makes a big difference to me as a Giants fan that we go that we go five and twelve as opposed to four and thirteen. <laughs> okay, we've had our fun. Uh, let's uh, let, let's jump somewhere else, and we, we right. probably need to be more brief with some of these. Then let let's move to tight end. Tight end, we we should be able to knock out really quick. So yeah, as we, as I we think we wide that. receivers. I think we have the the first the uh, four out of the five is exactly the same here too. Yeah, and I'm actually going to switch it up because I actually think it's a bigger deal for the Raiders to lose uh, Darren Waller than it is for uh, for the Chiefs lose Travis Kelsey. So I'm actually going to bump Darren Waller up to one. Um, who's Derek Carr throwing to? And don't give um, me Henry Ruggs because we haven't seen it yet. Brian Edwards? Question mark. Okay. <laughs> so I guess if, if you don't understand that Darren Waller is the Las Vegas Raiders offense, like I mean, I, he could I, just I throw it to John Gruden, this, right? <laughs> I mean, he could just throw it to John Gruden. I mean, <laughs> okay. So uh, Waller is my number one. Um, yeah, I don't need to explain that. Yeah, no, I don't think it needs to be. I, I think. Uh, I think you got it. Um, I went Kelsey number one. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I, I'm not a, I'm not a truther on CEH, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they were oh, thinking. Yeah, he is on that offense, isn't he? <laughs> exactly. And there's that. Yes. So I figure like if Kelsey goes down, does Pat Mahomes still have Tyreek Hill? Yes. Does he still have Denard Robinson and McCall Harmon, who are at least serviceable? Yes. You know. I think I, losing Travis Kelsey is so much worse than losing Tyreek Hill. I agree, and I agree a hundred percent. And that's and that's why I have Kelsey ranked one. Um, and then just to, the you know, Kelsey uh, can still do the big play. He moves the chains. He 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 gets you to the end zone, and then sometimes puts it in too. Exactly. You know, I mean, the, the production that Kelsey gives you is just so much more. Not that Tyreek Hill is not important. It's just so much more important because of the positional advantage than the advantage, than the production that Tyreek Hill gives you on that offense. All right. My number two is Travis Kelsey. All the same reasons. <laughs> yep. And my number two is Darren Waller. Uh, because who's he going to throw to? John Gruden. Next. All right. So, <laughs> um. Woo, moving right along. <laughs> okay, so in the spirit, because, you know, as we were talking everything out, I realized that I might have gone with more of a ranking on tight ends initially. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to bump my uh, – so to fit the spirit of the show of what we're doing, 
I'm actually going to bump Mark Andrews up from number five to number three for me. Okay. Lamar, right now, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews are going to be doing it all by themselves. Like, like, it's, it's not funny. Jimmy Watkins isn't hurt yet. <laughs> that, that appears to be the offense right now. It appears to be Lamar Jackson. Like, yeah, okay, Gus Edwards will Gus Edwards will do stuff. Gus Edwards has done stuff in the past. Do, does anyone really believe Gus Edwards is going to do more than he's done in the past? Like, yeah. I, I, I know he's going to get more carries, but do you, do you really think product, uh, better use of those carries is just going to come out of nowhere? Not saying that poor use, but I, it's – man, this is – and I know that they fixed up the passing game, and I get it. Hollywood is still there, and that um, and that Bateman is supposed to be something, but you know, obviously he's injured right now, and uh, and Watkins is still there too, right? I mean, he's not. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about Watkins. Have you heard anything about Watkins recently? I mean, he's not hurt yet, so that's why we haven't heard anything about Watkins. Yeah, but not hearing anything about him, like. You know, other other camps are saying, oh, this veteran player is in the best shape of their life or they're coming back or, you know, something. I haven't heard, like, I don't know. I think not hearing stuff about uh, Sammy Watkins isn't, isn't necessarily what the Ravens were looking for. I actually think not hearing stuff about Sammy Watkins is the best that you could hope for hearing from the Ravens. Based I mean, on his the truth is, I don't think, okay, I'm just going to say it. I don't think the Ravens are in playoff contention if they lose Mark Andrews. Wow. Okay. You think he's that vital, huh? Yeah. Which the question would be, why didn't I put him ahead of Travis Kelsey at this point? Because obviously I still think that the the, the Chiefs are a playoff team. But, uh, you know, at a certain, you know, it's Kelsey, Kelsey's a first, first by a mile. So there's a... There's a long gap to, uh, yeah. No, I, I hold by where that did for the rankings. I, I don't think the Ravens are a playoff team without Mark Andrews. Well, you know what? You would still put Kelsey ahead of Andrews in that situation. <clears throat> Will the Chiefs make playoffs without Travis Kelsey? Yes. Will they win the Super Bowl without Travis Kelsey? I no. don't know. You know, do you have the Ravens going to the Super Bowl? No. Exactly. And that's why Kelsey has more of an impact than Mark Andrews does. You're welcome. Exactly. Thank you. Number three. My number three is TJ Hawkinson because, for the love of God, who else is is Jared Goff throwing the ball to? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And and the reason why I just bumped Hawk down. I went through the NFL schedule recently uh, (laughs) in prep for another show. Going through every game, looking for potential upsets, looking for you know, uh, just going, just going through everything to predicting the schedule, so that when I give you my final divisional resu- uh, results, it will be as well informed as I could ma- as I personally can make them. I struggled to get the Lions the win that I gave them. You gave them one win for the season. Yeah. That's one more than their coach has given him. <laughs> and I'm not necessarily sure that they don't still find, 
with how hard it was to justify them winning a game, I can do it with or without TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, true. With that said, <laughs> he is basically the offense. The alpha and the omega. <laughs> oh, God. Poor Jared Goff. I mean, poor one out for one's homie for a second because that dude went from potentially Super Bowl winning quarterback to how the hell did I wind up in Detroit? <laughs> we have gifts of Swift and Hawkinson. Do something with them. <laughs> and it's like, what? Who else you got? <laughs> exactly. Well, the, we got this guy, Quintus Cephas. Oh, okay. That'll work great. I'm on St. Brown. <laughs> Let, let's go. Let's do Ooh, this. Tyrell Williams has been in the NFL for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, we 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 don't want to give you too much. We're gonna cut Bashad Pyramid. <laughs> the, the Detroit Lions roster, the Detroit Lions roster looks like like if they were playing real life fantasy football and gave up their first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth round picks. That's what they're up No, no, they needed the fifth rounder to get Hawkinson. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. They had they kept their fifth and drafted Hawkinson, and then that's it. Then they they came back in round seven and go, oh, DeAndre Swift is there. Uh, we'll take him. Yeah, that's a good. He's a good player. He's good. We got him. Well, the good thing is they're going to be good at biting kneecaps off. Oh, poor Jared Goff. That man is just. Every time he gets up from a sack, he's going to be biting someone's kneecap off. I mean, can you imagine that poor guy going home to his wife at the end of every day? His jaw's going to be injured by the end of game four. He's going to go home. His wife's going to be like, how was your day, hon? He just hangs his head. (laughs) Oh, Okay, so uh, yeah, I, I, I bumped Hawkinson down to my number four. Um, yeah, obviously the, the, there's a clear difference with him, with the offense and without it. Yeah. But I think it's a difference between losing. I think it's a difference between losing 31 to seven and losing 31 to zero. So like, <laughs> basically, yeah. Uh, who's your number four? Uh, I have Kyle Pitts. <clears throat> I have Kyle Pitts, number four. Um, Yes, they have Calvin Ridley, but if Kyle Pitts is what... If Kyle Pitts is what the analysts say he is, and he's the new Tony Gonzalez, you know, this kid has the potential to be, like, just a dominant uh, force on the offensive side of the football. And losing him, especially in, in a season like this where... He has a real chance to develop, you know, not sitting, but you know what I mean? Behind Calvin Ridley, he's got a real chance to develop into a real offensive powerhouse too. you know, losing him in a season like this, where in his first season where he can really start to develop and learn would be, I think, a tremendous blow to the future of the Atlanta Falcons. So while I don't know that he's necessarily going to have an impact on their win loss totals. I think the the future that he gives them would be a lot more, a lot hurt 
Uh, you know what's funny? I actually think losing Calvin Ridley uh, is much worse for Kyle Pitts' future than losing him. For Kyle future. Pitts for Calvin Ridley. Yeah, no, I agree. But with, with that said, um, because Kyle Pitts is my number five, so I'm going to chime in a little here. Yeah. Um, this offense needs to score a lot of points to win games this year. Yeah. That defense isn't stopping anyone. Yep. Calvin Ridley is not about to do it by himself. Yep. Thus, we need Kyle Pitts. It's it's actually just very simple. Like this yeah. is a team that could uh, could potentially score thirty plus a game if everyone stays healthy. If you lose even one of the weapons, you're talking about a really bad team that's going to be scoring in the probably in the mid lower twenties. Yeah. Um, who's your number five? My number five, I have Mr. Robert Tanyan. Um, I was a hop, skip, and a jump from having um, Mark Andrews make my list too. And then I stopped and I thought about it. And I said, you know what? We're talking about Devontae Adams going down with the wide receivers. And I'm like, who's, you know, who is his number two at the moment? And I was like, well, it's Robert Tanyan. You know, as far as value goes to that team, Aaron Rodgers trusts very few people. You know, there's a reason he doesn't throw it to Valquez, uh, Valdez, Scantling, or Alan Lazard in the red zone. You know who he does throw it to? Robert Tanyan. And so I feel like the impact that Robert <sighs> has to that team and to Aaron Rodgers specifically is greater than the impact that uh, Mark Andrews has, particularly because I do believe that you know, the Packers are a playoff team. And, uh, you know, every year, like, if I told you this year the the Packers have a shot at the Super Bowl, you know, are you going to sit there and tell me no, absolutely not? No, you know what I mean. Every year they're in contention, and every year they could go all the way. So losing somebody like Robert Tanyan, you know, really hurts Aaron Rodgers and really hurts that team more than I think Mark Andrews um, being lost on Baltimore does. You know, I don't think the Ravens get the Super Bowl with or without Andrews. You know, I think Tanyan does make a difference. Okay. You? What do you think I mean, about that? I think Tanyan makes a difference because uh, because of the uh, importance of that uh, of that third weapon when you're talking about teams with a deep playoff run. Uh, obviously, yeah. I'm including Aaron Jones. Yeah, clearly. Um, so it's uh, I I think that there is. Yeah, I I think that Tanyan can help be the difference in one or two games when they count most at the end of January. Yep. Um, I think that the overall difference of, I think that Mark Andrews actually is a three to four game difference. So I think he impacts more games, but because of where the Packers are going versus where the Ravens are going, I, I can see your argument for including Tanya and, over over uh andrews yeah um we have a good segue right now though because we're already talking the packers so we're going to jump back to quarterback my yeah. number one if this quarterback disappears is not pat mahomes and i i don't care if you give me flack for it or not 
if the Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers, it's just bad. It, Lights we're talk. We were just talking Super Bowl. We're talking. They're going to sweep Detroit and be third in the division. Yep, without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. <laughs> you know. And and I'm not saying they'll win only two games, but they're going to finish behind the Vikings and the beer uh, and the Bears if they don't have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep, I, I put Aaron Rodgers as my number one, too, for that reason. You know, he just, you know, call him a diva or whatever, but the dude is the dude is just an absolute animal. And, and it's, what he does for that team historically and continues to do for that team. And is, it's scary because we can see a clear path to him not potentially playing this year because he missed all that workout time in the offseason. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look at what everybody when Aaron when the threat of Aaron Rodgers holding out was 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 a real thing, you know. Look at every analyst, look at every you know uh, uh, ESPN personality. Did any of them, any of them, any of them, give the Packers any type of chance without Aaron Rodgers there? No, it became every, a two team two team race between the Vikings and the Bears. Correct, exactly. That's how impactful Aaron Rodgers is. And, and we we know one person on this show who said that they would finish below the Lions. Now, I'm not – I am not condoning that at all, and I'm sure if that person had a chance to take it back, they would say, yeah, no, the Packers would finish ahead of the, uh, the Lions. But um, I, still, I still feel like everyone's in agreement. No Aaron Rodgers means no playoffs. Correct. You know, and that's not to say – like, you never know what Jordan Love is going to be. I mean, everybody – did anybody really think Aaron Rodgers was going to be what he was when Brett Favre was still there? And Jordan Love is what he looked like uh, during training camp and preseason. <laughs> we don't want to see it. Yeah, true. <laughs> Why did they draft Jordan Love anyway? That poor kid. To piss Aaron Rodgers off. Yeah, pretty much. But that's pretty much why he's on the team. You know, his continued existence just fuels the hatred that is uh, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. We're spending a little too much time on Aaron Rodgers when this was such, so cut and dry, though. All right. And Frank, if we keep saying his team, maybe he'll, his name, he'll appear like Daniel Jones. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> he, 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 he's proven one thing you, you can't make him do anything he doesn't want to. <laughs> That is very true. <laughs> so us trying to summon him is is just going <laughs> is just going to be met with utter silence. Yep. Okay. Uh, another team that I think is not a playoff team. As a matter of fact, another team that I think is not going to be able to score points if they don't have their quarterback. Um, and, it, and it's crazy for me to say this because I, I don't. I don't love him as as a quarterback overall. Uh, I I think that he's very overrated because I don't think he's as talented of a passer uh, as yep. he is a runner. But you know the truth is Lamar Jackson wins games. Yeah, and yeah. if he's not in, the Ravens are definitely not a playoff team. As a matter of fact, the Ravens are probably the worst team in their division. The only reason why I gave it to Aaron Rodgers over Lamar Jackson is because I think that that Packers team has more upside than this Ravens team. 
I, I couldn't picture Baltimore as bowl champions this year. I could picture Green Bay, though I have to imagine a little more because I still think there's some sort of curse at work there. Yeah, there's some sort of black magic going on there. I'm not sure what it is. You know, it very well could be just Tom Brady just before every time Baron Rodgers takes the field. Tom Brady just, you know, Kalima, Kalima, and then like rips the heart out of some dude and like sacrifices it to a pagan god so that Aaron Rodgers throws an interception. Wow. They went there. <laughs> I, I got to check with my lawyers really quick to find out if I can still keep this show, general audience. <laughs> oh, so as long as he doesn't teach the ritual to our audience, we're okay? Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay, so he can talk about the ritual, but he can't teach it. Yep. There you go. Cool. Real uh, facts. Mr. Sock Puppet said it's okay. <laughs> oh, God. Is that the same one that appears on the ESPN uh, fantasy football show? Hello, Dave. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know what? I do give him credit, though. He's at least entertaining. <laughs> Uh, uh, they're, they're all bums. We should just drop them. <laughs> yep. Uh, so. Okay, so who's your number two? <laughs> I said number two. <laughs> number two. Yeah, it's that kind of show now. Uh, <laughs> you started it. That's okay. You'll allow it. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right. My number two is Dak Prescott. And Here's the reason why. Exhibit A, last season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just... It, How do you it, account for the Cowboys not having wins with him there, though? <laughs> yeah, true. But you know what? Look, Just look at the predictions for the season, right? Do the Cowboys have a realistic shot at winning the NFC East with Dak Prescott there? Yeah, I mean, people are picking people are picking the Cowboys to win that division. I don't. I think it's about two to one picking Cowboys over Washington. Yeah, I mean, I still think Washington's going to take the division myself too. But you know, you could make yeah, but argument. we're in the minority with that. I know, but you can make the argument that Dallas can win that division with Dak Prescott there. They're currently the favorite to win the division. Yeah, exactly. So you could definitely make the argument. Exactly, but that—that's my point, you know. But if you assume, if Dak Prescott's gone, is there any chance the Cowboys win that division at all? Oh no, 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 exactly. And that's and that's why. Like, do I think the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl? No. Do I think they're a better team than the Ravens? Actually, I don't. You know, but I think their win loss total, like their potential, like Dak Prescott, healthy Dak Prescott, their potential is playoffs, versus their potential is uh, they bring back Andy Dalton again. <laughs> all right moving right along i finally get to pat mahomes up uh, my bad his mother wants us to call him patrick uh oh. patrick mahomes man we are rolling with all of them tonight we just need to bring up bill o'brien and derrick henry hey we got him on the list too <laughs> we do so let's just take a quick sit since we basically already incorporated biting in knee biting off kneecaps and his mama wants to call him that us to call him Patrick. We might as well just take a quick moment to say something about O'Brien and Gase. Uh, do you want? Who do you want to say something about? I would like to do a public service announcement. Actually, okay. Uh, you know, from one from 
you know, just this, I'm going to read this from uh, the perspective of an NFL head coach. Um, friend, uh, friends don't let Bill O'Brien coach. Uh, don't let Bill O'Brien be your coach. Don't make the same mistake. Uh, you know, uh, it's a bit, it's a bad time. Yeah. Friends don't let friends Bill O'Brien. So my Adam Gase comment is I'm pretty sure he's a coordinator on a high school football team now. Okay. Well, that poor high school football team. <laughs> their their win loss record just went significantly downhill, and, <laughs> and he's just standing next to some poor high school quarterback going, "I coached Peyton Manning." They're like, "Yeah, yeah, you did, didn't you?" <laughs> and now you're here. <laughs> All right, so back back to the uh, back to the future. Um, Back to the future. That was my team name last year. I had Dak Prescott. Then he went down. Blomp, blomp. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, Mahomes. Um, I think the only thing I have to say about Mahomes is the justification for why I didn't put him number one. And the truth is, I I think Andy Reid still finds some way to get the Chiefs into the playoffs without Mahomes. I don't think they win anything. Yeah. But I still believe in Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Andy Reid enough to say they'll scrape together the 10 or so wins that they need to to at least make an appearance. Well, let's be honest. With no Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid will just go out and sign Nick Foles. Yeah. I... I, I, <laughs> so it's it's not a <clears throat> so yeah the gap from the gap from yeah Mahomes obviously means a ton to uh, the team but I think that Reed is just resourceful enough to to not let it be a complete embarrassment. Whereas yeah. I don't I it's so much worse losing Rodgers or Lamar and that's the reason why Mahomes only checks in at number three for me. Yeah, Super Bowl expectations completely disappear without Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Duh, right? <laughs> but, yeah, no, absolutely. But I think they could still fight for a playoff spot. Your number three? My number three is Thomas, because his mom wants us to call him that, Brady. <laughs> and that's it. Your turn. <laughs> uh, uh, that that's not a that's it because that team I think that team could win a Super Bowl with with Kyle uh, Kyle Trask at quarterback. I do not. If they could have, they would have. Not true. They proved that they, they couldn't win with Jameis Winston. But that team last yeah. year was so good all the way around. I think they win with any good quarterback. I don't think they win with any backup. So yeah, never mind. They can't win it with Kyle Trask. Yeah, exactly. that, that was that was foolishly said. But I no, think no. that that team's good enough to win with Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. Oh come on, that team's like you can't win with Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. You don't can't think they could win one round far. of the playoffs? Nope. Nope. I, I think, think you're too high on this guy. I think they just can't. Won't be able to keep up with anybody. In the playoffs offensively. 
It's, I hate to tell you, keep up offensively. They have I, that defense. You know what? I don't care how good your defense is, unless your defense is your offense. You're not. You're. You're not keeping up. Like it was in last postseason. Eh, yeah, yeah, they still put up points. You still yeah, have to off of turnover. They put up points off of turnover. Yes, they still scored points. Yeah, but are you know what? Are they getting a Super Bowl? Are they getting another ring without Brady this year? If if he goes down and they use the back, they're, they're not they're not winning it without Brady. But but and that's my point. But you agreed that Lamar Jackson costs. You're putting Brady over Lamar Jackson here. Yes, I am. And the reason I am is because I don't think the Ravens are good enough to win a Super Bowl, even with a healthy Lamar Jackson. You're putting there. Brady over Mahomes here. Uh, yeah, I am. I don't even have Mahomes on my list. Oh, how about that? I'm sorry, Patrick. I don't even have Patrick on my list. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like... All I know is I think this will be the first time I've said this on a show. Yeah. Anyone? I 100% disagree with this take. Do you? Okay. Yeah. There's no way for us to prove it one way or another unless Tom Brady gets injured this year. So maybe we should root for that and a little side bet. I mean, I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, listen, I don't like Tom Brady as a person, but you can't you can't ignore what he does. I, I, I'm not ignoring what he does, but you can't ignore what everybody else on that team did last year, too. Because Brady was there, except for the defense, obviously. You know, I mean, like I said, so, so you don't you don't see it that that defense set up that championship run. All right. Like I said, my my attitude on it is this. Like I said, Dak, look at the, the Cowboys with Dak Prescott. So Dak Prescott's there. Is it a potential playoff team? Can they win a division? Yeah. No Dak Prescott. Are they going to playoffs? No. Correct. You know, is that team without Brady going to the playoffs? Yes. Yeah. Is that team winning the Super Bowl without Brady? No. That's why I have him ranked higher. Is Are the Chiefs without Mahomes going to the playoffs? Yes. Are they winning the Super Bowl? Possibly. I have more faith in it. In, um, oh, wow. Okay. You, never, you know what? You never know. <laughs> never mind that. So, so this isn't actually us just disagreeing on Brady. This is a, this is, this is a few other things. You, you actually yeah. have more faith in an Andy Reid than I do. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just. You know what? I'll allow I, it. I, I feel like Andy Reid. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't know. I just feel like Andy Reid could still get the job done. Like, let's say they make it to the Super Bowl and Mahomes is fine the whole time. And then the week before the Super Bowl, he breaks his ankle or something. God forbid, knock on wood. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, so, I, yeah, while we're talking about all this, I, I, I feel the need to give a disclaimer in here. I am not yeah. trying to discredit what Tom Brady did with Tampa at all last year. Yeah. I'm just no. trying to point out that if they had the Falcons defense instead of the Buccaneers defense, they don't even make it out of the first round of the playoffs last year. Oh, I a hundred percent agree with you. I mean, look at when, look at when Tom Brady was on 
the Patriots. How good was their defense all the years that they won? Yeah. You know? so I, 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 what I, so I'm trying to shift. The reason why I'm so adamant on this is not because this isn't any anti-Tom Brady. This is, this is more because I feel so strongly about guys like Levante David, Devin White, JPP, Shaq Barrett, Mont, uh, Murphy Bunting, uh, Jane, uh, you know, Jamel Bean, Antoine. You, you get what I'm saying. I could probably list 15 people on that defense right now if I took the time to do it. Um, oh, I know. I just, and again, I just love that defense. And I'm tired of hearing people say that Brady is the reason they won because, no, it was a full team effort. Oh, no, it is 100% a full team effort. I'm, I'm not saying it, that it's all Tom Brady. I'm not saying he went out and threw for 500,000 yards or some yeah. nonsense. That's not saying that at all. You know, like I said, does that no Tom Brady? Does that team get to the Super Bowl? Yes. I just think they don't win it without him. Picture that team going to the Super Bowl. They're in the Super Bowl and they're use and they're using their backup because Brady is hurt. They got their backup quarterback. Well, I mean, last Super Bowl because you know Barrett and company really terrorized Mahomes. I think uh, Blaine Gabbert was the uh, was the backup last year, right? I think that if Blaine Gabbert played that game, uh, the Buccaneers find a way to win it like 20 to 9. No, I, I think Mahomes wins it. I think Mahomes goes back to back if uh, if Brady doesn't play Based that game. off of what? He scored nine points. He was that hurt. I just, there's just something about the way he plays. It's not so much even, it's not even so much like, that he goes out and, th- and and has these miraculous games. It's he's just so he's just so good at what he does, and he's just so smart, and he just pushes everybody around him to do so much better. If you know? Mahomes and the line were healthy, were they going to find a way to score more than thirty-one points? Possibly. Yeah. Then the defense won the game. Yeah. Well, defense and the situations with the injuries won the game. Like I, I don't know. I would like to think that that team with Gabbert at quarterback would find a way to score fourteen to seventeen points and win a and win an ugly Super Bowl seventeen to nine. I don't know, and just the flow of the game is so important, you know. And here's the yeah, thing. And the Chiefs never had any flow because guys like Shaq Barrett were in Mahomes' face the whole time. True. But here's the thing. Tom Brady, don't look at how many points Tom Brady put up. Look at the look at the time of possession. You know, that's the thing. Brady keeps their offense on the field. They may have only put up nine points or so, but the fact of the matter is. Didn't Leonard they, Fournette go for over 100 yards? Didn't Fournette yes. keep the offense on the field? I'm just saying, I'm just, you you know what I'm saying. That offense, all right, without Tom Brady as a risk to throw it, are they stacking the box more against uh, running backs? Or are they gonna Are they gonna really see Blaine Gabbard as, as a, a the box? Because you still have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, or Antonio Brown. Uh, well, do you even have Antonio Brown? No, Tom Brady. Do you have Antonio Brown? No, 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 no. You you were saying if Tom Brady got injured before the last game. Oh, okay. You're going with that one. I, I, okay. No, no, okay. I will fully acknowledge the Brady, the effect that Tom Brady has on a team. Yes. Because he makes people want to try harder. I'm going to fully acknowledge that Tom Brady effect. 
But that Tom Brady effect is still in play, if not stronger, if Brady's sitting on the sideline on the Super Bowl. The only thing I can say against that, like I said, is time of possession. You know what I mean? And you could say you could say all you want. You know, Leonard Fournette ran for over 100 yards, so it was Leonard Fournette that kept them on the field. Time of possession is not going to matter. Patrick Mahomes wasn't going – even if he had another three or four possessions, he wasn't going to be doing anything that game. He See, was that too hurt. You don't know what he would have done with another three or four possessions. That's the thing. That's why it's critical. Uh Man, I, I, I wish I could even remotely agree. But I, I'm looking up time and possession right now. By the way, my number five is uh, my, my number four. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to this is, is Dak Prescott for all the reasons that you said before, because we saw pretty clearly last year. And by the way, I don't for one believe that the Cowboys are really a, a one and four team without Dak Prescott. I just think they had a, a series of bad beats and they had a really bad defense. And I don't love their defense this year, but you have to admit that that Micah Parsons thing, Keanu, Keanu Neal thing is going to be uh, uh, is going to be better than anything that they had last year. Oh yeah. So I so with so this well, Cowboys team is is legitimate enough to where they're going to win games with Dak Prescott and they'll be bad without him. So moving right along to your fourth. My fourth, I have Lamar Jackson. Um, This is where we start coming more close to what you have. Um, And just that Ravens, like you said, that Ravens offense just looks like an absolute uh, nightmare without him there. You know, that team, is it is it a playoff-bound team with Lamar Jackson there? Yeah. Are they going to win the Super Bowl? Probably not. Not against other teams like the Bucs or, the, or the, um, the Chiefs or anything like that. But, you know, they at least they're going to be in the talks for the big game with him there. But with no Lamar Jackson there, like, oh, who's their backup? I don't even know who their backup is anymore. Is it still RG3 or is he dead? I like, think our, didn't RG3 retire? I, I think RG3 retired four years ago. Nobody told him. No, no. He uh, he was still playing last year, but. <laughs> was he, theoretically? <laughs> yeah, I think he actually saw some snaps last year. I think he started a game. Wasn't Lamar hurt for, like, one game? Oh, no. You know what? I, he, um, I don't think he was hurt. I think he had COVID. COVID? It probably was COVID. Yeah, I think that. I think you're right. Yeah, uh, I mean, he might still be the backup. I'm not sure, but I thought I heard somewhere he retired. It's so possible. we can look that up in a moment. But, um, I mean, yeah. the, the drop-off, pretty, <laughs> you know, that offense is completely made around Lamar Jackson anyway. And it, oh, yeah, absolutely. And that just goes to show you the impact. We don't even know who the backup is there. Okay, so uh, the Buccaneers didn't dominate time of possession. They, they, won it by, they won it by three minutes, 31 and a half. Okay. 31 minutes, uh, 31 and a half minutes to 28 and a half minutes. Yeah. I didn't say they dominated time of possession. I just said with Blaine Gabbert there, you know, you're looking at like a couple of three and outs here and there gives Mahomes an extra three or four chances. We've seen, we've seen backup quarterbacks win time of possession battles before. Yeah. I just, I can't sit here and go like, like I said, I don't like Tom Brady. I just can't, can't sit here and go, 
yeah, they still win that with Blaine Gabbert. You know what I mean? I just can't do it. With Brady on the sideline, I, I mean, I think I think they do because I think that that defense proved that they are an elite defense that can win Super Bowls. Like, are, are you really going to tell me you like Blaine, you, you like Trent Dilfer that much more than Blaine Gabbert? That you like uh, that that you like Joe Flacco that much more than Blaine Gabbert? Actually, Flacco, I kind of like more than Blaine Gabbert. At least okay. Flacco. I'm just. Are you are you trying to tell me you like Jimmy G more than you like uh, Blaine Gabbert? Actually, yeah, <laughs> I do like Jimmy G more than Blaine Gabbert. Okay, you get what I'm saying though. We've seen bad de- uh, quarterbacks win with good defenses. Oh they yeah, just have to be elite yeah. ones. I'm mean, just saying the Buccaneers defense was elite enough to win that Super Bowl as long as they got even anything remotely mediocre out of their offense. And I think and then, that Blaine Gabbert is remotely mediocre. And I don't. That's all I was trying to say. I I just think that that team fall, falls apart without Brady on the field. I mean, what? Ten years later, he still has he still has a job in the NFL as as somebody's main backup. Yeah, well, this is also still the, the same league that keeps giving Bill Bill Bryan and uh, Adam Gase chances. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't let's not minimize what Blaine Gabbert is. He's He's one of the 50 best quarterbacks in the world. Yeah. Right? Maybe 60? I I guess. He's been doing it long enough to to be a game manager in a spot where the defense is just, you know, what, the defense still turned them over four times, right? Uh, I, I don't remember. Did they? You, you have the stats up in front of you? Oh, yeah, I have the stats up. Oh, no, the, the defense only turned them over twice in the Super Bowl. Oh. Yeah, I guess they turned over the Packers four times. Yeah. Like I said, it, I'm I'm not touting like Tom. They can't win without Tom Brady. That's not what I'm saying in any way, shape, or form. And I'm not trying to take anything away from that defense at all. I'm just saying the team, just like you said, it it's not based on Brady. It's based on the whole team. That's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. It's based on the whole team, and Brady is a is a big part of that team. You know, I'm not saying they won yeah. because of Brady. I'm saying they won because of that team. And if you take that integral part of it away, it's it's this it's not the same. That's what I'm saying. Is that fair? I th- I think it's fair to I think it's fair to say that if Tom Brady was never a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, that the Buccaneers would uh, wouldn't have would that not, right. Have not found the success. But I think once he's there and the Brady uh, uh, effect is in play that they still win that Super Bowl without him. But um, you could picture them, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to take away from Brady. I'm just trying to promote the defense. Yeah, I know. Like I said, I'm I, not we're, not, we're not going to agree on this one at all. And there's no way to prove who, uh, there's no way to prove who's right. Yeah. Um, but there is one way to prove something that's right. Uh, you want to, you want to bet with me, sir. What do you got? Jameis Winston is the starting quarterback in the New Orleans Saints. Oh, that's right. I did win that bet, didn't I? Yeah. So I would like to do an official congratulations on the air. 
And man, we wasted way too much time on uh, receivers and then way too much more time on Tom Brady. This, this show length is getting out of control, isn't it? Yeah, it's starting to get up there. We should probably right, move so on. So we're, we're going to cut our fifth quarterbacks because okay. we've generated enough quarterback discussion. I'm just going to blow through my five running backs really quick. And yeah, I'll give cool, you to blow through them. Uh, because really, the, the best part of the show was, was the part that we were going to do last. And yeah, we're already we're already going too long. So, um, and I apologize for that. Way too much, uh, way too much Tom Brady argument on my point, uh, on my part. So, <laughs> you know what? Though it's a discussion that's interesting now. You know? Yeah, I, there are probably people that enjoyed it. Uh, you know. Okay, so. Uh, I think the most important running, uh, most valuable running back to their team in the league is not Christian McCaffrey. I believe it's Derrick Henry. Um, it's really close with the two of them. We saw what would happen to the Panthers last year when they lose Christian McCaffrey. I'm not sure that the ceiling was more than four or five games higher without Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I don't think the, play, the Titans are even in, in playoff contention without that Derrick Henry because Tannehill – bread and butter is is the play action fake and um yeah so i think there's a chance that you could even with brown and julio jones there i think that this offense is one derrick henry away from being irrelevant um and they titans are a team that realistically has super bowl hopes not winning, but uh, okay. Let's not say realistically. They they are going. To, they should make a long playoff run. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. It's. I think that the uh, the Titans can be as bad as the Panthers, if uh, both McCaffrey and Henry are gone. But the reason why McCaffrey's the number two, I don't think the Panthers can be as good as the Titans if McCaffrey plays a full season and Henry uh, and Henry plays a full season. But with that said, it, you know, we saw it firsthand what that team looks like without him. Rough to watch. Uh, for me, number three is Austin Eckler. Uh, I know I'm just kind of pulling a name out of the blue here, but the truth is uh, he is the safety. Uh, when, when he came back, he, uh, when he came back last year, uh, Herbert found his safety net in Austin Eckler. So we're not, uh, we're not just talking about someone who is, who, who represents the majority of the run game because that backfield after him is pretty bad. And, but he also represents Herbert's favorite target. So you, you literally have a two for one. You lose the team's top running back and top receiver if, if Austin Eckler goes bye-bye. Um, I also believe that, you know, just throwing this out there, what, uh, Chargers finished uh, third place in that division last year? I think that the Chargers could have been in the run for uh, it. Um, it could have been in the mix for. They wouldn't have lost as many close games if Austin Eckler was there to help separate the games a little more earlier on, and they could have actually been in playoff contention last year if Eckler didn't miss most of the season. Uh, Kamara at number four. We don't know what that offense is going to be yet. It's going to. But we do know that Kamara is there, so other teams have to focus on him. It is so important that Kamara stays healthy because if he doesn't, defenses will be able to gang up on Jameis Winston right from the start, and the turnover machine is going to come back. 
with Kamara there, I'm not 100% sure how effective he, he is going to be in comparison to his previous years, but he's going to have the attention of everybody on the opposing side, which is going to make it that much easier for a guy like Marcus Holloway or uh, Traquan Smith or Deontay Harris to emerge as Jameis's top target. And uh, finally, Nick Chubb. Um, the truth is, Kareem Hunt is much better when he's platooning with uh, Nick Chubb now. Kareem Hunt's better games last year were when Chubb was healthy. His worst games were when, were when Chubb was not. Uh, Chubb, is, Chubb is the heart and soul of that Cleveland offense. And though I still think that they'll find ways to win games with the defense and with what would be left behind from that offense, I don't I can't take Browns as a serious Super Bowl contender if Nick Chubb isn't there. Over to you, Dave. Thanks for unmuting my mic, John. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You, you don't have the power to mute me. <laughs> All right. So from my running backs, I went with Barry Sanders, Ladanian Tomlinson. Wait. Oh, no. President running backs. I'm sorry. Um yeah, no, uh, my, my list looks very similar to yours. I got Derrick Henry, number one, uh, just like you do, and McCaffrey, number two, just like you do, uh, for all the reasons that you said. Um, I mean, they're the obvious three, one, too. Let's be, let's be, you know. Yeah, they're also, the, yeah, they're, they're the most impactful on their team. Um, my number three is a little different than yours. Um, <clears throat> I put Saquon Barkley at number three for the New York Giants. Um, we have seen uh, all too consistently – what happens to the Giants when Saquon Barkley is not there? Oh, yeah, no. Exhibit A last season. Exhibit B yeah. the year before. <laughs> exactly. It's not a pretty picture. So, you know, as far as, like, impact uh, that that player has by his presence being there, you know, that's a big deal. You know, uh, him being there is a big, big deal to the Giants. You know, other than the fact that they took him uh, with their second overall pick instead of a quarterback in that draft, you know, uh, just well, you guys would have had Sam Darnold, so you're welcome. Uh, the Giants would have mucked it up and probably taken somebody else anyway. But you know what? You never know what Sam Darnold could have been with the Giants as opposed to sitting behind Adam Gase. So you could also say that too. You never know. But that's <laughs> another Gase shot. There we go. <laughs> you're welcome. So, but that said, I just. You know, do you like the New York Giants? Oh, uh, this year? I'm not. I'm not arguing against Saquon Barkley at all. I'm just simply pointing out that uh, the, 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 there there's a lot of running backs we can choose. I feel. Yeah, no, I know. I just, you know, what it is. Like I said, as far as impact to the team goes, you know, that Giants offense looks a lot different with a Saquon Barkley than without a Saquon Barkley. 100%. And without a Saquon Barkley, they just look like they're going to be like a one in like 16. You know what I'm saying? They're okay. just, they just look bad. They just look terrible. I'll shut yeah. up for your last two though. <laughs> no worries. Uh, number four, I got Nick Chubb, just like you do for all the same reasons. Uh, you know, like you said, Kareem Hunt performs even better when uh, Nick Chubb is there. They are there. They make a great tandem. And let's be honest. That's a run first team. You know, losing Nick Chubb really hurts them. Uh, <clears throat> and my number five is Najee Harris. I, I'm really excited to see what this kid's going to do. And even 
my attitude is he's got to be better than the platoon of James Conner and uh, whoever the, I don't even remember who else was there, but Jaylen he's got to be Jalen Samuel. And there was another guy too. That's still on the team. Uh, I don't remember the name of him. Yeah. He was a, he was a hot waiver pickup week two last year. Yeah. Yeah. He's he the back. He's the back of Harris now this year. I forget what his name though, but that, but that just goes to show you the point, but, Mike Tomlin has proven consistently that he he prefers to be a run first kind of like a coach there for the Steelers, and he needs that Le'Veon Bell type. And Najee Harris could be that Le'Veon Bell type, especially with that aging Big Ben having the ability to dump off to a good running back with great hands. You know, having a, having the ability to have a running back that defenses fear. You know, that's going to get you know eighteen to twenty carries a game or some some, some such nonsense like that going to take a lot of weight off of Big Ben and his arm. So I think that's a very impactful player to the Steelers. Cool. All right. So I kind of feel like we were going to schedule, we were going to do our our favorite quarterback receiver duos, but I kind of feel like we're not really giving any you know, brilliant the show's running long and we're not giving any real brilliant um, observations like we're saying a lot of things that people have probably heard elsewhere at this point so do you want to jump into the weapon sets and just put our favorite quarterback wide receiver duos in the show notes sure we can do that all right you want to lead us off yeah i'll lead us off my my favorite weapon set for any quarterback in the league this year is baker mayfield's Really? Yeah. Um, okay. Now I, I I need to I need to. It wasn't my first choice. I, I need to make that pretty clear. The problem is when I made this list, I came up with ten weapon sets that I liked. Wow. I liked a lot. So what I did was, I gave them three points for a superstar. two points for a star and one point for a good An offensive angel. weapon or a falling star like Odell Beckham. <laughs> now, I, uh, I, I classified Odell Beckham as a star. I didn't classify him as a superstar, but I, I haven't, I, I have him a little above a, an offensive weapon. Um, whether that's fair or not, you know, this, this is based off my perception and I believe that Odell is going to, you know, going to return to star status. Not, not, not what he was, but, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, t- talking the, the, uh, the 80, 11, and 7. It, you, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I got you. So when it really came down to it, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, um, yeah, nice, but, uh, you know, having Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and then also still having Austin Hooper, and I didn't even give credit for anything like uh, uh, I didn't even give credit for any uh, for anyone like Hollywood Higgins, uh, uh, Ninjoku had a good camp, um, you know, so on and so forth. I even left those guys off just on the merits of uh, Odell, Landry, Chubb, Hunt, and Hooper. I believe Baker has the top weapons in the league to work with. 
All right. How about you? Uh, I hate myself for this. If we're going with complete offensive weapon sets. Yep. I mean, how do you not love the Dallas Cowboys? Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, the question there isn't who is he, you know, who does he have to throw to? The question is who doesn't he have to throw to? You know, even 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 Zeke's backup, Tony Pollard, uh, you know, goes out and takes passes and runs and, and looks fantastic on the field, too. You know, I mean, their tight end is the one bugaboo you could give them, maybe. But I mean, it's, you know, not everybody's going to have an elite tight end, but they don't need it when you have Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott, and not to mention the fact that Dak Prescott runs, too. So. You well, know, we're, we're keeping the quarterback out. I know, but as far as like offensive weapons and stuff, like, like I just there's just so many. What what's the word? There's so many mouths to feed here, you know. But that's a good thing for their offense. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to argue against the Dallas Cowboys being your number one. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I don't love the fact that I put the Browns as number one. It's just I I, I was having a hard time coming through. The, uh, I was having a co- hard time coming through the ten. And you know the 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 truth is Nick Chubb does bring a lot of uh, validity to it. Yes, he does. Yep. So so. All right, my number two is uh, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, <laughs> which probably just further goes into the argument that we were having earlier because I view this off the, this offensive weapon set as a real deal, you know, when you're considering, and it's not just the quality um, because they don't quite have anyone. Oh no, they don't have anyone as good as Nick Chubb, but when, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, Gronk, great. They are, uh, I didn't even count a guy like Scotty Miller. It, and the funny thing, if I did count Scotty Miller, that would have put Bucks as my number one. So maybe I should have. Um, it, you know, when it, when it all comes to because the Bucks and uh, Browns were tied for me after my point system, and I gave the tiebreaker to Chubb. So yeah. when it comes down to it, they are so deep at, at all those important positions, and and they have people who could legitimately be stars at each one of those positions. Yeah. Heard. All right. What is your <laughs> second? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans, and I'm going to go A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, uh, as, we, as we both agreed earlier, the number one running back that if he goes down, that team gets really hurt. It's because he's so important to that offense. But then you also have weapons like A.J. Brown and Julio Jones on that team. And just Ryan Tannehill's cup runneth over. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, now um, uh, they actually checked in at number three for me. And I only included, like, you know, I mentioned five different Browns. I mentioned six. uh, No, I've mentioned seven different Buccaneers. Um, This shows you how strong this is. This is the only set of weapons on the list 
that was uh, that that was that was free or less. And yep. part of me was, you know, part of me was hesitant in considering because it drops off quick after the big three. But this big three are so dominant. It's a big three, yeah. Like, and it, it feels it almost felt dirty assigning just a three point value to Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh, I could have I could have easily made them number one, but the the reason why I didn't was because they are an injury away from from things getting bad. Yeah. Not necessarily, you know, terrible, but you know, because theoretically you could probably make it run with Henry and one of the two wide receivers, but it definitely won't be easy. So they check in at number three for me. All right. My number three, I go uh, over to the Minnesota Vikings. And I take a look at Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and your man Justin Jefferson. And I go, oh, that's nasty. That's some nasty, nasty, nasty offense right there. And I just love me some of it. Mm. (laughs) Yep. I mean, it's like you said. With it's like we said with um with Tennessee. You know, is there a drop off after if one of those three goes down? Yeah, there's a pretty big drop off. You know, Madison might Alexander Madison might be serviceable without a Dalvin Cook there, but he's not he's not going to make defenses quake. You know, but that big three is such a powerful big three that you got to put him on that list for that reason. The only reason why they fell to the sixth spot on my list was because I don't view Thielen as as highly as I view Julio. Yeah, well, that's why I put um, – I had uh, Tennessee above him. Yeah. Yeah. And once again, I, reiterating this, I gave you the point system that I used. I used that, and they fell in at number six for me, so – so that was your what number? Th- uh, so we're on your number four then, right? My number four is I, I can't Cowboys. wait to move above them. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. The Cowboys. Okay. We knew that the Cowboys were showing up at some point in time sooner than later. Uh, yeah. You know, with with Zeke Cooper, Land Gallup, um, I I think that some of it is over. I think that some of it is over uh, inflated a little, based off of Dak being their quarterback. Um, because I, you know, again with Michael Gallup, I don't. Uh, um, what am I trying to say? You don't. You're trying to say you don't think Gallup is as potent or as effective um, if Gallup, if uh, Prescott's not there. Yeah, I actually, I actually yeah. kind of disagree with that. I think he actually did pretty good, uh, all things considered, when Dalton was there. Like Dalton seemed to hit him actually more than uh, Dak was. You know, I, I might be remember. I might be remembering that Ben DiNucci starts. Yeah. So I can't. Okay, I can't say that with confidence. Okay. Any way you look at it, with Dak as the quarterback, with 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 any superstar as the quarterback, that wide receiver trio is as is is the best oh, yeah. wide receiver trio in the league, and you still have Zeke along with yep. it. Oh yeah. So. Uh, it's not as deep as some of the other groups I referenced, and it's not as top heavy as uh, 
the Titan and the Viking trios, but yep. it's it's a you know they 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 can afford an injury, uh, basically to anyone but Dak. Oh, by the way, I should have wow, how did I not throw Tony Pollard into this? Because Tony Pollard is uh, is his own guy too. So yeah, when when, yep. when you throw it all together, that offense is uh, is going to find a way to be potent any way you look at it, as long as Dak. Yep. All right, who's your number four? My number four, I am going to go over to the Kansas City Chiefs. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Denard Robinson, McCole Harbin. Uh, they have this guy there, CEH. Uh, I know a lot of people forget about him, but you never know what, what he's going to do. Maybe he'll find himself this year. But that offense is just so, like you said, we, we, you know, a lot of the things that we said tonight in discussion wise, you know, can Andy Reid win a Super Bowl without Patrick Mahomes there? Um, you know, maybe yes, maybe no. But the reason it's not a definitive no is because that weapon set is so powerful and so good. That Kelsey Tyreek Hill duo, along with the compliments of the Clyde Edwards Hilaire and the Denard Robinson and the Cole Hardman. You know, it's just. It's do you think it's Do you think it's fair to count McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, and you know, and Byron Pringle? Like, where do are they? Are they a product of the system, or are they? Would they have value on another team with a McC- average uh, quarterback? I think Hardman, no. Denard Robinson, maybe. He might he, actually. Because you know, when I when I was doing the uh, the tally up, the reason why the Chiefs didn't fall into my top five is because I could only bring myself to count Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, and Ceh. See, I actually this is going to sound weird. I actually kind of count Denard Robinson for what he what he can do and what he can do uh, uh, spread the offense out and everything a little bit more than Ceh. Honestly, I just okay. I, I felt like Ceh was really just wildly yeah. like yeah I'm just, just saying for me a lot of that offense is a product of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid oh yeah I'm not saying it's not you know but it doesn't make them any less lethal yeah but uh, you know by that if I was if I was adding those guys in you would agree I would have to add in guys like Hollywood Higgins right oh Hollywood Higgins yeah Who's Hollywood Higgins? Third wide receiver on the Browns, Rashad Higgins. Oh, I never heard him called Hollywood Higgins. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> I was like, I was like, huh? Who are you talking about, John? <laughs> like, you would agree I have to include him. I probably have to include Anthony Ferkser with the Titans. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that the whole point? We're looking at the total offensive weapon sets. Oh, not just your. I, I only head. assign point totals if I thought that they were. A mega star, a regular star, or a strong starter. Gotcha. Okay. So I, I didn't give uh, Browns credit for uh, Higgins or Peoples Jones. I didn't give um, I didn't give Titans credit for Ferkser, which maybe because I did it the way I did, I probably should have had a a four scale system that would have made things fall a lot nicer because. You know, honestly, it, it does feel weird. Well, no, it doesn't feel weird with the Chiefs because a, a lot of it comes back to Kelsey and Hill. But yeah, 
I, I, I could, I can see your case in putting them on. Yeah. All right. What do you got okay. next? Uh, checking in at number five for me was actually the Arizona Cardinals. And I know that sounds really weird, but this is another one of those uh, depth things. Um, I didn't count Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn Johnson? I was hesitant on that, but I did count Christian Kirk. Okay. So when you factor in D-Hop, Green, Kirk, Rondell Moore, who honestly, Rondell Moore, more and more, no pun intended, uh, is might be my my favorite offensive rookie in this batch. Really? Yeah. I, I I don't know what it is. Like they they're generating touches for him. Like um you know what it reminds me of? The way the Chiefs generated touches for Tyree Kill his first season. Okay. Not comparing Rondell Moore to Tyree Kill. Just saying Break, that breaking news. What? Jonathan Miller uh, says, Rondell Moore, next Tyree Kill. Or maybe maybe even more similar to the way that uh, the 49ers generate touches for Debo and Ayuk. Yeah, I get that. So when, when a team is generating that, when a team is doing that for a player, you know they really believe in the player. Yeah, and one thing you know, you saw it quite a bit in, in the preseason and and even in training camp. So I counted D Hop, Green, Kirk, Moore, and you know I I counted the I counted both Connor and and Chase Edmonds because I think that they're at least solid starters. I mean, yeah. we saw last year that Arizona put uh, two uh, two fantasy running backs in the top twenty by 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 at least low scoring. Um. Probably all the way around. At least two the running backs in the top twenty-five. So, uh, I the, the, so for me they they both uh, qualified as one pointers. Uh, so yeah, I think that the this is one where it's more about the depth, but they still have D Hop at the top anyway to bring some credibility to it. Okay. All right, and who's your final one? All right, it's the Raiders. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> All right, Darren Waller. <laughs> so, well, you do have Josh Jacobs. Uh, oh, wow, we have successfully played every joke in this episode now. Yeah, basically. I We were going for the hat trick. We, we, we covered them all. Yeah, man. High five. Uh, here. There we go. <laughs> all right. So I almost, almost, almost went with the Green Bay Packers between Devontae Adams, Robert Tanya, and Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Well, let's be honest, but Devontae Adams, you know. Um, but I decided if we're looking at the overall set, I would rather kind of look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and go Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, Najee Harris. They still got Eric Ebron there, and then they're really high up on this new tight end they got. Um, his name's escaping me, and I know you'll know it off the Wait, top. Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, Fryermuth. For some reason, they're they're liking this kid. I don't know why. Really? Um, he had he yeah had two penalties in his first preseason game. In like two yeah, stories. but after that, been, after that though, it looks like they're actually kind of like like you said, like they're trying to make targets for him. 
Uh, I, I, I stopped paying attention after after a rookie tight end had two penalties on his first two series. Yeah, that was ugly, but he started he started getting better. You know? Okay, but I'll have to take your word for it. I he was yeah. not on my radar after that point. No, listen, I'm not saying he's on on like I'm not saying he's an elite tight end or anything like that. I'm saying he's baby they, drunk. They, he could be elite. Yeah. Yeah, they they looking they're looking like they're starting to generate some stuff for him, and just the rest of the team there, you know, offensively is just not uh, they're not offensive. Get it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I just that that's a nice wide receiver set. It's not it's not your Amari Cooper. They were they were in my top ten for consideration. Yeah. So, but I like Deontay Johnson. I like what he brings to the table. I like Chase Claypool. You know. If they win their three their three wide receiver sets, Juju Smith Schuster looks good. Um, they're running, they're they're starting to do some more two tight end sets out there. Free Juju Smith Schuster, by the way, like like seriously, at this point, there, there's too much talent for him to be to have the role that he has. Exactly. Uh, I know that's a fantasy football thing. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, yeah. Let, let's do that this year. Let's free Juju Smith Schuster. Yep. So. But that's exactly my point. And then, and then, remember, I didn't even touch Najee Harris yet. So, right. yeah. So that's why I got uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers there. And for those wondering who the other three were that I considered uh, that that I actually took time to do the the numbers on, I uh, I still believe in Michael Thomas, and I actually like Callaway and Harris. So I evaluated Kamara, Callaway, Harris, and Thomas. Um, I also evaluated uh, CMC, uh, Moore, Anderson, and Marshall. And then, obviously, I had to take a look at Pitts, Ridley, Davis, and Gage. Yeah. They, they didn't quite stack up. Um, maybe I should have looked at the Bengals, but honestly, You'd be the only one. <laughs> in all fairness, the Bengals' weapons are amazing. But because of how bad that offensive line is, yep, they're not going to look that way. Nope, unfortunately. Uh, so, in fairness, I probably should have evaluated the Bengals. I just didn't like what I saw over the last month. Yeah. Wrong. I flip-flopped on that team all summer. I mean, if, they just they got to keep Joe Burrow upright. If they can do that, they're not. it's not so terrible. They, well, they haven't shown that they can keep him upright. As a matter of fact, it looked like it got worse. Yeah, that's what everybody's saying. That their offensive line actually is that what everybody's saying. I actually haven't been paying attention to any of those stories because it looked bad enough to me that that I didn't even need to hear somebody else's opinion. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I got you. No, but that is what I've been hearing that uh, from for all intents and purposes. You know, Riley Reef, who was who who was supposed to be the new anchor of that line, getting uh, getting penalties on like. Uh, on on I think it was two of three plays to to kill a, a decent drive in the preseason. Oh yeah, it killed the whole drive. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, I, I don't need to hear that. That guy, I don't need to hear that. Reef is the answer anymore. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no. So that's uh, all of that. And uh, ah, shoot, screw it. We're 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 already at two hours. So. Uh, my favorite quarterback receiver duos, just really quick, and this is in order. Pat Mahomes to Travis Kelsey, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams, Justin Herbert to Austin Eckler, Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs, Russell Wilson to DK Metcalf, and Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins. 
All right. And mine, real quick, just a list. Mahomes to Kelsey, just like you. Nice. Roger Adams, just like you. Awesome. Uh, uh, Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs. We- Justin, Her- Justin Herbert to Keenan Allen. Okay, so we were really close there. Well, yep. we, we reversed Chargers and Bills three and four, and we both chose a different Charger. Yep. Yeah, I had uh, you had uh, Herbert to Eckler, right? Yeah. Yeah, I had Herbert to Allen because of the the chain of uh, moving the chains and all that kind of stuff. That's why. And I I, I went with Eckler because of the big play big play uh, big play capability. I went with the chain mover uh, with, with Mahomes. Yep. So, and then for my number five. I had uh, I had uh, cousins Jefferson. Oh, so you actually put cousins on the list, despite the fact that he's not nearly as elite as Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray. You decided to go with the uh, uh, the upside at receiver. Yes. Okay, interesting. I, I actually I, I I disqualified Jefferson and. Uh, and McCaffrey because uh, because it was Cousins and Don uh, Darnold. Hmm. I also disqualified Waller based off of it being Carr because I figured if I could give a shout out to Russell Wilson or or uh, Kyler Murray, I was going to do that instead. Yeah. So yeah, now I want to give I want to give Kirk Cousins just a little bit of love tonight. Okay, that that's fair. It you know our list would be too identical if they weren't. Yeah, you, your dark horse was throwing in a uh, was throwing in a less talked about quarterback. My dark horse was throwing in a running back. Yep. So sure. yeah, I like it. Well, I, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, you know, honestly, we we've been trying to keep these shows shorter recently, but uh, you guys, you know, the truth is, you guys know that when Dave and I get talking, we get talking. So <laughs> it happens. And honestly, it, it seems like you it, you enjoy it anyway. So, uh, but yeah, no, this was a, this was a lot of fun tonight, Dave. Yeah, same here, John. I always have fun coming on your show. We didn't do any Derrick Henry jokes though, so we didn't actually cover every joke. Um, Real quick, go with one. Do you have a good one? I don't have a good one. Okay. Uh, when uh, Miley Cyrus wrote, "I came in like a wrecking ball," that was after her first time meeting Derrick Henry. I don't know. John- <laughs> it's not my best but <laughs> you know what it'll count <laughs> there we go we we got it on the clock so uh yeah no uh uh thank you everyone for listening for for, for anyone who made it to this end uh thank you for listening uh thank you for being a part of the channel for real community thank you for uh leaving uh, reviews on apple and google and please if you, if you like what you're hearing or or if you even just like us, or heck, if you even just tolerate us a little, um, uh, g- give us that five star review. I mean, clearly, if you're listening to us, you, you know you're you're listening for some reason, right? But uh, and become a part of the JML for Real community. Join it on Facebook. Uh, I, I I try to put up something occasionally. Uh, I ask people to share their favorite draft uh, teams that they drafted. This. Um, uh, this coming week, you know, after the big uh, fantasy weekend, and um, yeah, no, so uh, yeah, definitely um, join the community, become a part of it, and um, yeah, uh, follow on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, so on and so forth. Uh, but thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being a part of it. Any final words, Dave? 
Um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, additional plug. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I will say this. Uh, without the listeners, um, I wouldn't get to come out here and do this uh, show with John. And uh, I love it. Um, it's a lot of fun. I hope you guys uh, enjoy uh, listening to it as much as I enjoy making it um, with John. Um, follow him on uh, on TikTok, Instagram, MySpace, uh, 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 you know, <laughs> LinkedIn, uh, what, everything, <laughs> everything else that he has. You know, follow him, like him, uh, support him. Um, let 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 let's make John's uh, big enough that uh, the uh, the fantasy football guys, uh, you know what I mean, are uh, they go, you know. Who are they? I listen to John Miller. That's what I want to hear in the future. Uh, let's let's make John. Let's let's blow him up. Let's make him um, a bigger deal than Matthew Barry one day. And oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> let's, let's not go there. Man, let's get this man his own puppet show, okay? Let's get this man his own puppet yes. show. He deserves it. <laughs> uh. But and all kidding aside. Thank you, John, for having me on your show again. I love coming on here, and you're my brother. I love you, dude. Oh, well, thank you for being a part of it. And you know what? I just have one final thing to say to you and the rest of our audience. Yeah. I'll allow it. Ah.